Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 through 33. Jesus walks on water. This is right after Jesus feeds the 5,000. That was yesterday's text. Here's what it says. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he dismissed the crowds, he went up on a mountain to pray by himself. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, probably two or three miles out into the sea, which was maybe four or five miles wide at this point. It was beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. The fourth watch of the night, there are four watches between 6 p.m. and 6 a.m., three hours each. The fourth watch of the night would have been sometime between 3 and 6 a.m. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, and they said, it's a ghost, and they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come out to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased and those in the boat worshiped him saying, truly, you are the son of God. What an amazing account. This is toward the top of the list of instances that I would love to be able to have been there for. If you were to rank different things in scripture by things you would have liked to see in first person, this is one of them. That would have been really, really wild. So there are several things we can pull out of here and just mention and make note of that will help us gain a better understanding of who Jesus is, who God is, who we are, and what we're called to do. Isn't it fascinating that as soon as he dismisses the crowds after feeding the 5,000, he goes up by himself to a mountain to pray. Jesus does this quite a bit. He pulls himself away and goes and speaks with his father. He's on assignment from heaven to come down here and redeem the people. The world is a hard place for a perfect man to live. There's spiritual warfare raging around him. You wonder what the content of those prayers was. You might think that things are starting to turn toward Jerusalem. Jesus is headed to the cross before long. His ministry has been going for a while. He knows how it has to end. He's human at the same time that he's God, and so he needs to get strengthened to go and finish out the rest of his mission here on earth. Even Jesus himself had to pull himself away to be with his Father and pray. And if the Savior, the Messiah, the perfect God-man, Jesus Christ, needs to do that, we certainly should be doing that ourselves on a regular basis. How many times in Scripture does Jesus say, do not be afraid? Or does an angel or a messenger from God say, fear not? These disciples are terrified. The wind is beating their boat. They're going to be capsized. Not only that, but then they see this ghost, they think it is, walking across the sea. That's probably more terrifying than the storm itself. Jesus says, take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. One thing we can take from that is no matter how bad the storm is that we are in the midst of, just the fact that Jesus is there should cause us to not fear. Yeah, there's a lot of pain that we go through in this life, loss, grief, hardship, but knowing Jesus is there, knowing that he has opened the way for us to experience reconciliation with our creator and perfect peace with him forever in heaven after this life is over, that should cause us to not fear even on our hardest days. You gotta love Peter. He's probably my 
my favorite disciple. I can identify with him in many ways. In some ways, he's very bold. In other ways, he sticks his foot in his mouth. In other ways, he's just a coward. He's a mix of all these different things. Here we see Peter saying, hey, Lord, if it's you, have me come out on the water. And Jesus said, all right, come on out. Imagine being one of two people who have ever in the history of the world walked on water. And the other person was Jesus Christ, God in human flesh. This is quite an experience for Peter. But he sees the waves, becomes afraid, and he begins to sink. It's almost like he's losing faith. How many of us can identify with that? When we are in a storm and we're focused on the Lord, there's strength for us to withstand that storm. But when we look at the circumstances and the wind and the waves around us, we began to falter and sink. And even when we falter and sink, the grace of God is right at hand. He says, Lord, save me. And Jesus immediately reaches out his hand, takes hold of him, but not without a little bit of a rebuke. Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Oh, we of little faith, why do we doubt? As soon as they got back in the boat, the wind ceased. This is kind of like when Jesus calmed the storm. We read about that earlier in the book of Matthew. You just imagine this raging storm turning into just flat, calm water in an instant. Their response is that they worshiped, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. This is quite a profession of faith. Faith that goes beyond just knowing about Jesus, like we talked about a few days ago on the Daily Dose Devotion, to a profession of faith that indicates that they know Jesus and that they personally trust in him. They understand that he is God's Son. He is the Messiah. He is the one who was to come. He's fulfilling all these prophecies, and he's making a way for us to know the Father, to be reconciled to God in a way that sacrifices and rituals of the Old Testament never could. Now, they don't understand at this point exactly what that's going to entail. They don't understand he's headed to the cross and that he'll rise again on the third day, but they acknowledge him to be the Son of God. Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, or is he just some miracle worker and good teacher who we learn some good lessons from to get through this life with no real assurance of what's going to happen next? I hope you trust him as the Son of God, as your Savior, and as your Lord, and I hope that you'll join me in heaven someday when we're done with this stormy and crazy life. Amen. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at ChristianCrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which airs on stations around the world, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. We also want to highlight two ministry partners— First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule of year-round events and activities are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference on Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our other ministry partner. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.